This season is sponsored by Gorillas, the sexy grocery delivery app revolutionizing online shopping. Fresh food delivered to your door in 10 minutes, catering to all your food loving needs. Sign me up. Operating in major cities in the UK and globally, Gorillas supports small businesses as well as local producers to bring your favourite brands to your door. And just to get your juices flowing, they are offering all listeners £10 off your first order when you spend £20. Download the Gorillas app and use the code SEXY10 at checkout. Hi, and welcome to the Crazy Sexy Food Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Harley-Young. This podcast is all about the love of food and how it plays a part in our lives. I sit down with well-known personalities, food experts, chefs, and people who just love their food to find out all about their life, career, and their favorite tastes along the way. Today, I'm joined by the original godfather of French cooking, Pierre Kaufman. It's fair to say that he is indeed a living legend. The most well-known chefs of our generation have worked through the ranks under Kaufman's eyes. Gordon Ramsay, Marco Pierre White, Jason Atherton, amongst many. Pierre's food demonstrates the quintessential taste and feel of traditional French cooking, and he went on to receive three Michelin stars at his restaurant, Le Ton Claire. Most recently, Pierre has put his knowledge and talent to very good use and has featured on the BBC's Maestro, where he offers up an incredible online cooking course, teaching us not just how to cook, but also the fundamentals of French cuisine. It's such a pleasure to have culinary royalty on the podcast. Pierre, welcome. Hello. (laughs) How are you? Oh, I'm very good, yes. Um, we are sitting in a fabulous restaurant in central London, uh, Arros. Arros, yeah, who specialise uh, in, in rice, like you say. Arros is a spa- Spanish name for rice, you know. And you've been here before? Yeah, we've been a few, few times, yes. We enjoy your paella, you know, traditional Spanish dishes. With the, with the crispy rice at the bottom? Yeah, yeah that would make it beautiful, <laughs> yes. So I always start my conversations with asking what you had for breakfast today. I'm not a breakfast person, you know, breakfast is a, roughly the same every day. We uh, uh, got yogurt and wild blueberries, you know. Mm. Maybe twice a year, twice a year when we go somewhere, on, uh, stay in an hotel, I will go for the English, uh, the full English. But uh, it's, it's happened twice a year. Yeah. And, uh, How I'm, do you I'm like a, your I'm, eggs? I'm a, I'm a man of uh, lunch and dinner, sit, sit, sitting for lunch, sitting for dinner, you know. Do you, how do you like your eggs if you're having a uh, full, full fry up? Oh, just pan fried, just pan fried eggs, yeah, yep. sunny, what you call sunny side, you sunny call side it, up, uh, yeah. not, not, to, not to cook. Yeah. But my favorite eggs will be uh, scrambled eggs, but the scrambled egg French style, not, not the English style, is more, is more like uh, a broken omelette, you know, okay. so I don't like that. <laughs> As, uh, a bro- uh, scrambled egg should be like a, a cream, creamy stuff, you know, mm-hmm. so I mm, love that, yeah. Very nice. So, as I mentioned um, in the introduction, I mean, we've got a lot to go through, but you um, you recently worked with the BBC to create one of your, the maestros. <laughs> yeah, and, that- you know, now we can all kind of try to be as good as Pierre Kaufman. I think that we won't be as, but we can try and get there. How was the experience? I think the experience to do a BBC maestro was fantastic. You know, I'm not... A, it was not really, I, I thought it was not really me, you know, to do that, you know. And uh, <coughs> a, bit, a bit pushed by, by my wife. 
to do it, and I said, I'll do it. Okay, fine. And uh, it, it was a fantastic experience, you know. We filmed for, uh, for a week, and um, uh, we did about 25, I, I did the 25 recipe, and it was, I found it absolutely fantastic. Mm. It was a very nice event, and very nice people to work with, and uh, everything went smoothly. The, the director was happy, so I was happy. Oh, there we go. So you don't have, you happy don't director, have... happy client. Yes, eh? that's right. Yes. <laughs> I mean, why do you think it's so important to learn about sort of the knowledge and background of French cuisine in particular rather than just cooking it? French cuisine is, a, is, is very good, of course, it's one of the top, but is cuisine is, is good food. And... Uh, French technique, the, the big advantage we got in French, tech, in French uh, cuisine is a technique. Mm-hmm. We are very technical about the, the, the way to, to work, you know, because uh, uh, everyth- everything is on a book, you know, and uh, they teach you how to cut a vegetable, how to sweat the vegetables, how to test, how to season. And that is, is something you got, uh, I don't think, I'm not an expert on everything, but I don't think you find it in, in, in as a type of, of cuisine. So uh, m- m- mainly all the cuisine in the world use French technique, you know. Mm. Even if the ingredients change at the end, because they don't, we don't have a, the same stuff everywhere, but the technique is French, you know. Even uh, in Chinese, uh, in, in China, the, the bigger cookery school is a cordon bleu. And oh. the cordon bleu, cordon bleu is French, you know. Oh, wow. So uh, they, they, they got the... They got the, the French technique, most of them. Eh? It's like the fundamentals yeah. transpire yeah. between technique. all cuisines. For, te- for yeah. technique. But after that, you know, you've got beautiful food everywhere yeah. in the world, eh? and bad food everywhere too in the world, but uh, uh, the technique is French. Mm. Yeah. We spend, in the school, you spend three years to learn that, you know, so it's, yeah. uh, it's very important. Absolutely. Yeah. And when you, when you, he helps a lot in your life. As a professional chef, he helps a lot when you got the technique, how to do it properly, and uh, so you learn the speed, you learn, a, by the end you want to a good result. You know? I think also it's really important to know why you do certain things mm. with food, like, yeah. you know, why you cook it in this way or why at this temperature, yeah. because then you can understand yeah. the actions of why, yeah. like, why what, you're doing it. Yeah, because when, when, now a, a, a lot of cooking is on TV. Yeah. You got every day you go cooking, and the, most of the, most of them, I will. Uh, they are rubbish. <laughs> they are rubbish. When you see when you see a chef, yeah. when you see a chef putting uh, the vegetable and the meat together in a pan, in a cold pan, and stirring like that, and you know it's sad, but uh, I hope. Uh, so, is, is uh, so what you got to learn? Uh, uh, the technique is first. You know, you are going to put the carrots. You sweat the carrots mm. because carrots take more time to cook than onion. So you, when the carrots are half uh, ready, you put the onion. You know, it's a technique to learn that. And after, when you when you want to seal the meat, you, you seal the meat without the vegetables. Mm. You know, all those little things will improve because you got to improve the, f- the flavor of the carrot, the flavor of the onion, and the flavor of the meat. If you do not caramelize the meat properly, you know, it, it doesn't taste the same. No, it's boiled meat. It's not. Mm. It's not. Uh, it's not a beautiful stew. Mm. It's not a beautiful casserole. So all that is a part of the technique you learn. You know. Well, there we go. Take I think note. the worst. The, the worst thing you got to is is cooking on TV. It's terrible cooking yeah. on, on, on TV. You know. Do you know what is well? I think that 
in this day and age, everyone's so focused on like trying to make a quick meal. Yeah. They're trying to sort of cut corners. Yeah. Um, and, and make it easy for everyone. But then by cutting corners and making things quick, you lose the essence yeah. of what are really, of how to, as you yeah. say, the techniques of mm. cooking mm. proper food. I'm, I'm not so sure if you look a program on TV, you are going to cook after that. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think, maybe, maybe you know better than me because I'm a chef and so I wouldn't do it myself. So I don't think so. You can see in, in, in England, UK, when you go to a supermarket, the ready meal is a big, big, big business, you know? So I think people watch, they watch a program, they're having a, a martini uh, or a, a glass of red wine, yeah. and they eat a ready meal, you yeah. know, that's it. Yeah, yeah. But because, uh, too, you got the time to, to cook, you know, take some time to Absolutely. cook, where the ready meal is uh, 30 seconds on the, the microwave, microwave. <laughs> and the bang, it's, it's ready. <laughs> I want to take it back a little bit. You were born and raised in Tarbes Tarbes, in, yeah. in, in France. Um, I want to know what life was like growing up. Who was cooking? What food was on the table? Was it important? Yeah, I was born in Tarbes a, in a, in a, on a foothill of the Pyrenees. And it's a small town of 40,000 people. It's a working class town. You know, we had an arsenal. And the, so uh, I was lucky because my mom was a beautiful cook and she enjoyed food. My, my mom was a, a party lady in a kind, you know, so food, wine, you know. When she was cooking, she always cooked too much food. So that's like why we that. fill it, it with <laughs> a big penny. So if you were six, at, we were six, two brothers, two sisters, two, two dad and mom, she will cook for eight or 10 people every time, mm. you know. And this, some, somebody will come, uh, uh, knock at the door at 12 o'clock, she'll ask them to stay for, uh, with us. Because she learned that from her, her grandma, you know, she was a farmer, she learned from her and she repeated the same thing. So she was a brilliant cook, a very good taste, and enjoy life. She was a party girl, you know. So uh, I, learned, I learned a lot from her, and I got, uh, I suppose I got some of, uh, of her gene in, in me. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. So can you give me some dishes that remind you of your childhood? You got some fantastic, fantastic dishes. I think when you are a kid, you know you love it, you, you eat it because we have no choice. You know you, yeah. have, you put the food on the table, you eat it. That's it. If you don't want to eat it, you wait for the yeah. for the next meal. You know, yeah. so it's not. Yeah. Uh, it was different. <laughs> and we eat uh, everybody at the table because ta in France we got the tradition. You got your breakfast with always a light breakfast, but you got a break between ten, uh, between twelve and two o'clock. And uh, so everybody go back to, uh, from school, you go back to, to the house and having your lunch. And, uh, and at dinner, everybody, everybody eat at the same time. Mm. And you don't, we, at the time, we didn't eat in front of the TV. You know, it was no mm. TV. Mm. So, so we had a lot, a lot of, uh, of stew, in fact. You know, uh, we had a blanket de veau, I don't know if you remember that. It's a ville, a ville a veal a uh, dish uh, where it's cooked, uh, boiled, and uh, we make a cream sauce at the end, and uh, that's beautiful, uh, and you put some rice with it, some mm. rice. You had a lot of dishes like that, filling dishes, because I come from a, a working class family. So, so uh, on a Sunday, only on Sunday, and every, nearly every Sunday, not on Sunday, but every, that was a chicken. But the chicken was a proper chicken. It was not the, the rubbish uh, stuff you got from the supermarket. <laughs> yes. It was a real chicken yeah. from, from the farm. You know? 
on Sunday, and it was traditional in France, only on a Sunday lunch you had chicken. You never touched a little piece of chicken during That's the week. That's interesting. Okay. And it was quite a lot of Sundays, sometimes uh, by tradition in France, you got uh, sometimes uh, for, for Easter, you got a leg of lamb. Or you got, uh, but uh, ch chicken, yes, we enjoy Sundays it. were chicken days. Yeah, that's right. And beautiful, beautiful chicken. Yeah. Mm. Tasty chicken. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. And. And it, it, it's because when you are a kid, you are always greedy, you want to eat. Of course. And the chicken was, was tied with a string. Yeah? Yes. And the string was because we wanted to, as soon as the chicken went, was ready, we wanted to eat the smell in the house, you know, was fantastic. So they used to cut the, the, the string, and every kid had a piece of, a piece of string, <laughs> who was full of juice and salt. <laughs> and that. And oh, you chew it like, yeah. a, uh, like a shingle. <laughs> and you keep it for 10 minutes, 10 minutes in your mouth uh, until uh, all the, the flavor is gone. Eh? That's brilliant. Yeah. That's the kind of thing that I would do. Yeah. We were actually talking before this, and I was telling you that I love eating the rinds of cheese. Yeah, that's it. Because yeah. it's like yeah. that's where all yeah. the real flavor is, yeah. right in there. Yeah. Yeah. So when you decided that you wanted to become a chef, were your family quite supportive of that? I, w I didn't I decide in a certain way. I was a bit pushed to be a chef. Because I was hopeless at school, <laughs> so uh, every every time you got a report, you know, the, they said Pierre can do better. Until the day they decide Pierre, if he can do better somewhere else, <laughs> it'll be good. You can leave the space for somebody else. So I, I was fourteen and I, I had to 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 go for a, for a job, you know. And fourteen is a bit young. I was mm. not prepared. I was not a man at fourteen. I was just a young a kid, and. Uh, in Tarbes, we got few industries like an arsenal, the post office, the post and the, the railway. So, but you had to pass examen and we had the cookery school. We had the cookery school there. And I, I went for, I, I tried few, I passed some, I failed some other, but I passed the cookery school. And I went to cookery school because in my little brain, I thought, you know, that the school, you know, I was not prepared to go and work in an arsenal to do, uh, they were building tanks at the time, you mm. know. I was not, uh, for me, it was not, uh, it wasn't my, my, my idea. So I went to Curry School because it was still a school, you know, that's it. I would still enjoy, carry on just life, like the beautiful life the way I, I was doing up to now. But uh, my, my parents were, I suppose my mom was quite happy when I decided to be a chef. Uh, it's a completely different time, I'm, I'm yeah. talking, you know. In a, in a, in a f uh, early 16. Mm. And, uh, you know, your parents are happy. If you are happy to have a job, they are happy. I was not, I was not going to be a doctor or, or a prime minister. You know, <laughs> it was not, or thing like that. I, I was not clever enough. Yeah. It was not, it was not in my, in, in me, all that. So I was, I was a manual, you know, working with aunts. I always enjoyed working with my aunt. I enjoyed, I think if I was not going to be a, a I had three things I love in my life. Working as a chef, of course, that's what I choose, but a gardener, okay. I love doing, uh, working in the garden and working with wood. I love, oh. I love a wood, piece of wood. So that's, that's what I've been one of the three. I went for the cooking. Yeah, definitely sort of like something creative that you do with your hands. Yeah. Well, can you imagine Pierre Kaufman could have been a gardener? Yeah, <laughs> it would have been nice. Yeah. Um, fast forwarding a bit, you know, you come to London in, in 1970, you work with Albert and Michel Roux yeah. um, at Le Gavroche. What was the experience like there, kind of coming from where you were in France to 
you know, the, the, the big city lights of London and, and working under two such reputable gentlemen. You know, to come in 1970, you can see you, you were not born, but <laughs> when you come in 1970 to England, it was not what it is now. No. He had a good reputation for music. That's it, Carnaby Street and things like that. For the food, he was a, the laughing stock of, 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 your, of the world, really, you know, at least for Europe. And uh, so I didn't come for, for the food in England, it was boring. I came for England because uh, I love rugby, and I said I wanted to, I wanted to and as a French person, you got, to beat, uh, you got to beat England, you know. So <laughs> I, I wanted to say I'm going to, to work in England, because if you are a chef, you can work all over the world yeah. and find a job. So I'm going to find, I'm going to go to London for six months, go and see the game, and after I did all my paperwork for uh, Australia. Mm. But it was not, it's not too bad, because after 51 years now, I'm still here, so it's not bad. But when I came, I was lucky, I came to work at the Gavroche. And at the time, the Gavroche was a top restaurant in London. All the rest was a cool quite poor so you know when you come you enjoy it you, go, you make friends you find a girlfriend uh, all those things and and you know like I said 51 years later I'm still here she's, huh? he's yeah. still here and what was the experience like at Gavroche in the 70s I was lucky to I was lucky to come to yeah. Gavroche because I could have found a job in a tatty restaurant yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and left after six months and uh, but the the Gavroche, like I said, was the best restaurant at the time. So the experience was was very good. You know, they had a, they had a lot of the, 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 the brotherhood, had a lot of quality there. He was not the the top restaurant in mm. the world. He was not, but he was a very good restaurant. They were they were very uh, they were looking really looking after their customer. You know, he was no no cutting corners at the Gavroche. You know, so uh, I, I, I learned a lot. I learned a lot, a, a little bit on cooking, not that much on cooking, maybe because I had a good uh, training in France, but I learned a lot how to respect the customer, how to make sure the customer, the customer in a certain way is a king, you know, he's, a, he's not a king, a customer, but you know, the king, the, what you want to, to, to happen is when you, when you, when the customer leaves, he's, he's smiling, he's happy, you know, you, 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 you've done a good job. Absolutely. Yeah. Tell me if you agree with this. I always think that when I go to a very nice restaurant, you yeah. know, and I've sort of, you know, and it might be expensive or it mm. might be a, an experience. I think that obviously the food is important, but it's the whole experience. Oh, yeah. It's the service. It's the the ambiance. Mm. It's the whole theatre. That's right. You I know, think and that I think that's so important. Norm normally you divide, you divide it by three. So you got the food, the, the service and the ambiance. You know, because if you got the best food in a fantastic food and the service and the ambiance is rubbish, you don't go back. No. You don't go back and, and the same for the rest. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. So the food, the food is part of it. It should be very good. The ambiance should be uh, fantastic too. Mm. And the service should be very nice. Yeah. You know, everything you work together is that. Yeah. There's three dimensions. Yeah. You then went on eventually to become the sous chef and then the head chef at the Waterside Inn. You then eventually go and open up your own restaurant in Chelsea, Le Tonclair, yeah. and you receive the very highly regarded three Michelin stars. And that was, in, that was within six years. I mean, that's a serious accomplishment. Did receiving those stars, you know, what does that mean to you as a chef? 
I was, of course, uh, I will lie if, if I say the opposite. I was happy, of course, but I never worked for three star. Uh, you, you, you dream of three star if you you read books about the chef who got three star. All that. But I was not. You know, my, my, my what I like myself is to see my restaurant full. You know, mm -hmm. so it's no point to have a three star who is empty. But I want a restaurant who is full and making customer happy. And and of course it was it was nice. I would I don't want to say it was. Bad. But I was not working. My my thing was not to work for three, to to run for three star. Uh, because I always cook the food I, I enjoy to to eat, you know, like a pig trotters. You know, you don't. It's not by cooking pig trotters you get three star. You know, if you want to do that. But that's why I, I wanted to I wanted to to to, to eat. So I, I gave it to my customer. And you know, when you are in London, a big city of million twenty million people, you know. The restaurant seats 40 people. Mm -hmm. Out of 20 million, you are going to find 40 <laughs> yeah. who like who like pig trotters, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the idea. When the when the, the three star the received the three star, you know, one, one morning, that was the day the Michelin was coming out out, and uh, the maid hotel said, oh, "You got three, four gentlemen. They want to say they want to speak to you." I, so I go to there. It was 12 o'clock. I said hello, and they said oh, we are from the Michelin. Uh, we decide to give you a thirst. And uh, I said thank you, and I went back <laughs> to the kitchen. Because, I love it <laughs> because it was it was sort of a cook I had to feed I had to feed 42 customers. Wow. You know? And uh, so sometimes I said Pierre, maybe you should have been a bit more diplomatic and uh, blah 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 blah. But I'm not diplomatic at all. So so that's it. I was. I was and I was pleased for all the team too because mm. it's a team it's a teamwork you know so yeah, I was a leader maybe but there was a teamwork and you actually mentioned the pig trotters which is obviously one of your famous dishes yeah. what what else were some of your favorite dishes from from that restaurant <coughs> I mean, we did a, a, another one it was called an andouillette of turbo mm. that did very well uh, uh, we did a, a fish pate with John Dory mm. you know it's funny when you read when you read those recipes of uh, late seventy early eighty. I don't think you can you can do it anymore. You know fish pate. I think if you put a fish pate, nobody will take it anymore. <laughs> you know because the taste change. People are more people are more uh, open. Maybe open to the world. Open to the world. Mm. So you got that mixture of uh, Japanese uh, food. Uh, Peruvian, uh, all the world, this, all, all the type of kid food are in London, mm. you know, and they mix it, and it's good. It's not, yeah, uh, it's yeah, not yeah. a bad thing, but um, I think the dish of uh, the real dish of the of the seventy uh, early eighty won't be a success anymore. I yeah. don't think so, and, and, unless it's a pig trotter. Uh, there we go. Trotter, yeah, pig's trotter. There <laughs> yeah, we go. Yeah. Actually, it was, that was what I wanted to ask you. I think that the evolution of like our palates yeah. has changed because we travel more. You yeah. know, we we are um, we're, we're being fed it from so many different places, from TV shows, yeah. from media, and everything. Yeah, yeah. And I think that you know, in a way, it's it's a shame that we have lost that tr that sort of real traditional taste yeah. of yeah. whether it be traditional very traditional french food or very traditional british food but then at the same time how wonderful that we get to try you know yeah. you probably weren't trying japanese food in the early 70s or no, you know no, it, it no, just was no, it, it was no, very no, exotic yeah that's right and uh, the, 
uh, the thing, London is open to any type of cooking yeah. or any type of wine too, because they got they lost their tradition a long time ago. So uh, it, when I came to London, uh, you know, I, I, I realized that there is some it was some wine from Australia or South Africa because in France it was French. Of course, <laughs> and 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 the same with the food because he was. The, I don't remember seeing a, a proper, uh, maybe Savoy was doing English food, or one or two hotels were doing English food, but the rest was all French, Italian, Chinese, and Indian. Yeah. And Indian is the king of the food in, yes. in, in, in UK. I think, I think didn't they, wasn't it at one point the, um, the national dish of the UK was a curry? Or something. Yeah, I read yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tikka masala. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, yeah. Who doesn't exist in <laughs> India? Like. But uh, the, the, the English, they, they, they love Indian yeah. food and and they love chili in England. Yeah. That's really very sad. Do you like chili? I do. Do you like chili? I hate chili. You hate chili? I cannot see well, it, chili. Well, chili doesn't really feature in French cooking, no, no, does it? No, not at all. It, I don't know. No, and uh, I, I don't know. It kills the food. Yeah. But, uh, well, Interesting, you it say that. They use. Because my mum used to tell me off. Because mm. I, I told you, my mum, before we recorded, we were, you were asking me, and I, I said, my mum is a very good cook. She ref- doesn't allow me to put any chilli on my food if yeah. she's cooking because she finds it disrespectful, which mm. I actually agree. Because yeah. if someone has spent hours cooking a beautiful yeah. dish for yeah. you, why are you going to just suddenly overpower it with a chilli sauce? I agree with you. And, and I do agree with that. I yeah. do. But I do find in certain cuisines, a little bit of chilli just sort of elevates it a yeah, bit. Yeah, a tiny little bit. A little, yes, yeah, he's like tiny. one little chilli flake. Yeah. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got a friend, he's a, uh, we, more chilli, better it is. And I, I cannot... I yeah. But that's it. So uh, uh, where we were, I don't remember. No, we, we were talking we, about um, sort of our palates changing and our, yeah. and our, and yeah, our be, taste changing. Yeah, because uh, and a lot of things are changing now. Bec- in London, everything is open. Mm. Yeah, you can, like I said, the variety of, of food, I don't know how many varieties of food there is. Uh, even France is, 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 is very minimum. minimum. Yeah to compare with it. Yeah. But uh, uh, here you got restaurants from uh, Africa. Everything. Africa. It's endless. So, it's so endless. And it's good. And, uh, and it's nice. We love it. We love, we, we love the change. We love the change. But be in my case, uh, you know, I still enjoy traditional food. You know, I, I got it. We went uh, a few years ago. We did a lot of traveling. And uh, you spend a month in China, and I love Chinese food. Mm. It's beautiful, you know, as an example. And, but f- when you when you come back, you know, you don't want any no. more Chinese food. <laughs> you want to you want to eat a cassoulet or a, a steak tartare. Absolutely. You, yeah, yeah, because you, know, you, you miss it. You know, it's like Absolutely. a drug. You miss your drug. You know, yeah. And what would you say influences your cooking? Because you cook a lot of um, Gascon dishes. Mm. So sort of explain what that type <coughs> of French cooking is for people that might not know. Yeah. It, years ago in France, food was regional. And they, they lost it quite a bit in France. Where in Italy, it's still very regional. But in France, mm. they lost it a little bit. Coming from, from uh, Gasconi, Gasconi produced... Uh, uh, they got we, we got good beef. You got uh, uh, very good lamb. 
uh, we got a lot of duck. Duck, yep. uh, duck, they quack quack uh, <laughs> every day. You can be, you can be, when you go to Gascony after, Absolutely. as a tourist, you can be fed up with duck, you know, and the uh, beautiful poultry and mushroom and uh, beans, you know, all that thing. So uh, every part of France, uh, in, uh, when I was young, a uh, different type of cooking. If you are going to, to uh, Provence, you got fish because you got the sea there and uh, vegetables. And if you go to Alsace, you got sauerkraut and pork, uh, any kind of pork, Brittany, the fish again, and mm -hmm. you know, it's every region. So I was brought, I was brought up on, on those type of food. And, uh, and so when, when, I, when I did the restaurant, like I said before, you know, I, I cooked the food I wanted to eat. So I, I, that was that. I was a, uh, Importing from from France a lot of uh, poultry of duck, you know the, the force-fed duck, you know maybe, maybe not the so well but and foie gras, <laughs> I'm about and to say pizza, gras. yeah, all yeah. that, you know, and uh, that's what I enjoy. So like I said before, I only cook the food I enjoy to eat. Yeah. Mm. I never try to do new dish in, in, in using soya sauce. What, yeah. what, what you want to do? Yeah. What you want to do foie gras with soya sauce? It's stupid, you know, <laughs> for me. So, so or, or thing like that. If I want to, to eat uh, uh, soya sauce, I go to Chinese, you yeah. know. If I want to eat uh, uh, pasta, if I want to eat pasta, I go to an Italian because uh, the Italian chef is going to do much better than me. I don't, uh, I don't have the passion to do it. Mm. So yeah. I can cook a pasta, of course. Everybody can cook a pasta, but uh, I, I will not refine it as a, as a, as a real as a real uh, as a pro. A guy, a guy who is passionate by, by his pasta or by anything like that. Absolutely. You know? I mentioned um, in the introduction the list of chefs that have worked under you is mm. pretty outstanding. Um, it's sort of like the who's who of the culinary world. <coughs> um, you know, Gordon, Marco, Marcus, Jason, Tom, if any, and I'm doing them by first name because I, if, if people are foodies, they'll yeah. know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Sort of how do you think that, how does that make you feel that, you know, these guys have also gained Michelin stars and yeah. you know I'm actually um, just to give some of my listeners a little bit of a secret intel I've actually got Marco coming on the podcast um, and so do you feel proud of what they've achieved uh, and, you know? first first thing I, I, got, I got to thank you to all those chefs to come and work for me because I was a very difficult I was a very tough chef you know they used to call me the bear and uh, why so were you I'd, tough? That's the way I was, but uh, because if you want to achieve, uh, if you want to achieve what uh, uh, not a dream, dream, I don't know what you call it, yeah. uh, maybe a dream, you want to achieve something, you got to be tough, you know. You know, is uh, uh, I was a leader, and they had to to, to follow me. That's yeah. it, you know. So I, w I was tough because I didn't accept if you spend. 10 hours in a restaurant, you got to do it properly, the job. Because it, if you do it properly or badly, it takes exactly the same, mm. time, the same time. It will take those 10 hours. And uh, you'll be very happy if it's properly done. You, know, you got a good result, but if it's tatty, you know, you don't, you're not happy. So it's up to you to decide what you want to do. So I was tough, you know. And, uh, the, uh, the, so, like, like I said, I said thank you to the chef to be to spend some time because some some spend uh, six months. Uh, Eric, for example, Eric spent five years with me, and uh, and uh, Tim, uh, Tom, 
Tom spent three years, so it's a different time, different uh, chef. And uh, uh, <coughs> so they wanted to be good chefs. All the one you mentioned not because they are good chef, is because inside themselves they wanted to be a successful mm. chef. You mm. know, they didn't come just to have a job or whatever. they came because uh, they're they genuinely yeah, passionate yeah, about yeah, what they exa want to do. Exactly. Yeah. What do you think makes a good chef? Oh, make a good chef. First is a, the will to be a good chef is mm. very important, the will. Either you got little things, you got to have a good palate, you got to enjoy food, all that is a, you, a mix of everything. But the thing is to, you got to be, a, you got to, a, to have a passion to be a good chef. Like in job, you got to have a passion for it and from there, you know, you, you are going to make it, you know. You, yeah, you, you work a bit, uh, a bit blindfolded, you know, in a way. That the, the job, and that's it. You know, sometimes it's, maybe it's not. A, it's a, maybe it's a different subject, mm. but uh, sometimes you should look a bit on the side, you yeah, know, yeah, because yeah. you got a family, you got. Uh, yeah. That uh, is a, a different subject, but uh, you got to be passionate about it, and you go forward. Yeah. Whenever uh, people have always said to me, because obviously, you know, I, I, I host the podcast and I'm so passionate about food, and people have always said to me, why, why wouldn't you go and become a chef? And I think it takes a certain character yeah. to become a chef. It's a tough job. Uh, yeah. It's, an, you know, it's not just the hours, but mm. you, I, I feel like to become a good chef, you've also kind of got to dedicate your life to yeah. it. It's like going to religion a little yes. bit. You know? And uh, it's a tough job. I wouldn't. I, I, I don't. I don't mind about that because I, I never find it tough. Because it's a passion. You know, it's a, when you are passionate, you never look at the clock. You never look mm. at the time. But what I was going to say, sometimes you like uh, to be blindfolded. Sometimes you should look. Maybe I spend maybe now with, uh, with getting older. I say maybe I should spend a bit more time with the family. Maybe <laughs> you know because the family was a of restaurant course. for me. Yeah. The restaurant was uh, my family. You know? Um, because I have Marco coming on um, in a however long, do you have any interesting stories with, with Marco P.O. White? I got some story, but I'll keep them for myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I guess like for someone like him, who obviously, you know, has been incredibly successful. Do you ever see some of these guys who sort of come in at the beginning? And do you sometimes see and think, you know what, that person's got something special? Yeah, you got those guys like that. Yeah, you got few, few, few people. Few people are like that. And you got some, uh, everybody is slightly different, of course, but you got some people who, uh, they want to learn, they ask questions, you know, they, mm. they, they, that, that type of people. Uh, I, I like people who ask questions, how you do that, you know. And they say, oh, maybe, you know, your pig's rotor is nice, but maybe if you put that inside the rotor, it will be better, you know. Say, uh, no, not especially with the trotter, yeah, but yeah. every dish, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. to argue, gently argue with the dish, you know, if you do that, if you change that, you know, and that's the way you progress in life, you know. You got to listen to young people because sometimes you, we learn, sometimes you got a commie who's been working somewhere else and he comes, the commie, and he show you something and need a new at all, you know. Mm. So you, you learn from everybody, mm. everybody. But yes, you got some people who, uh, some people, uh, they got talent, they are good, they got good chef, but do they want to spend 14 hours in a restaurant for the rest of their life? No, they don't want that. They came because uh, now cooking is, is 
is like a rock star, some, some, yeah. some chef like a, like a rock star, and they want to be part of it, you know. Yeah. So that's the way they are. But they are, they are brilliant chef, uh, but they don't want to, they don't want to spend so much time in, in the kitchen. They spend so much time, a lot of time running the business, maybe, but not in the kitchen, you know. Myself, I was only a chef of one restaurant. I never had more than one restaurant at the time, you know. Because uh, my happiness was to go there at 8 o'clock. So I, I used to go to the market. I used to go to the market, Covent Garden. And so I was the only chef. I never saw another chef in Covent Garden really? or market. They never go. So every day I was there at a restaurant at 8 o'clock until 11 o'clock. And that was my life, you know. I, I had a. He, he, I don't know, it was a kind of drug, I don't know, because I know nothing else. So that is, my forte is to be in the kitchen. Mm, yeah. Mm. yeah. When you find yourself at home, yeah. <laughs> do you, what are your specialities? Do you still cook at home? No, I don't. At the moment, I don't, uh, for the last few years, it's Claire who cook at home. She's, she's very good at home. Because we, we got five kids between the two of us. And... Uh, uh, they prefer all the kids prefer prefer their, their food. Stop it! Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I oh, cannot yeah, yeah. believe yeah, yeah. that. They prefer their food, so uh, I let them. How go. does that make you I'm, feel? I'm, I'm, <laughs> do I'm, they realise who I'm, their father no, is? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm feel very happy. <laughs> so do you never cook at all? You haven't. No, very uh, time to time I cook, but uh, no, 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 not that much. And do you it. still feel the same pleasure that you did? Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I cook uh, like I cook in. Uh, Time to time, I do. Uh, now next month, I'm doing a week in the club. At the moment, I do, I'm doing a, for a butcher, H.G. Walter. Oh I'm yeah, some, I buy my meat from H.G. Yeah, Walter. Yeah, but I'm doing 300 pigs trotter for him. Oh bloody hell! Okay. Uh, yeah. Wow. And uh, uh, and uh, they, they are all sold. Eh? They're very, doing very well. So I like that. And yeah. When I'm in the kitchen, I'm the chef again. Mm. I'm the chef. A bit differently than before, of course. But I'm happy. Yeah. I'm happy. You know when I, most of the time and I. I I sing. The only time I sing, I don't sing under the shower like a lot of people. Most of the time, I, when in the kitchen, in the kitchen, I sing. Do you? Yeah, only, only French songs. Yeah, I like the. Oh, I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't talk. I don't talk in the. I don't very little talk in the restaurant, in the kitchen. But I sing a lot. If you had to give me one. Nobody complains about my singing. I got to I'm tell sure you. you've got a fabulous voice. They don't complain. To I the hope bear. one day I get to hear it. <laughs> they don't complain about the bear. <laughs> If you're singing, you're happy. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's what we're looking yeah, yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you could give me one tip for cooking, what would it be? You know, the difference between good food and bad food is a pinch of salt. Hey, so that's tip. I love it. Yeah. And you got to test the food. <sighs> test the food. You know, sometimes, I, that's, that's why I'm fat. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I've, I, test, I test a, a sauce or something three, four times until, until it goes perfect, you know. Yeah. Can, I cannot believe there are people out there, and I do know people, who cook, yeah. just home cooks, who don't taste yeah, their food. No, no, no. So how do you know what yeah. you're cooking? Yeah. The thing who shocked me when I came to England is <coughs> people, before they start in a restaurant, before they, to, before they started to eat the dish, they put salt on it. Oh, I don't know if it, I, they, 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 I hate that. I yeah, actually yeah, find it quite yeah, disrespectful when yeah, people do that with yeah, my food. Yeah. Can you try it first before? Yeah, exactly. Yes. They don't try it. Ugh, yeah. Anyway. And but, but the, testing the food, you know, you do a sauce. Yeah. Okay. You test once. Yeah. Uh, no, no. So you put a bit of salt or a bit of pepper. You test it again, 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 three times, four times, 
And, the, and after it's so good, you test it yeah. again because... <laughs> and then you've eaten the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> you test it again because you enjoy it. Absolutely. Where are some of your favourite restaurants? I got, I got, uh, maybe, yeah. now in London, you've been talking? Uh, London, France, wherever. Okay. Let's do London first. London, La Petite Maison. Oh, my favourite place ah, yeah, yeah. in London. That the chef was, uh, he's, a, he's my favourite chef. Ah, okay. One of the favourite chefs. God, favorite. I love it there. Yeah, yeah. Raphael. Raphael, yes. Raphael is a brilliant chef. He came, he was not a chef, he was an uh, uh, engineer. And he came one day, he, say, he said, the chef, uh, I, want to, I want to learn how to cook, can you teach me? I said, okay, so he came. And uh, I should put him on a veg and show him how to teach him how to do the veg with another chef and you know, to prepare. And, uh, and he wa I was out, I was the bear. So I was, he was fed up because he was not used as a pressure. <laughs> as a, so he said, uh, very polite, a gentleman, Raphael is a gentleman. So he said, chef, I got to go, you know, I cannot do it anymore. So he, he will leave, I said, okay. And the months later he came back, he said, oh, chef, can I come back? You know? <laughs> and, uh, and so he came back and so on, and uh, in between he used to go to, uh, he did it two or three times that, but he spent time with Eston uh, uh, Blumenthal, uh, places like that, brilliant, you, you know, mm. you know the restaurant, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's the only chef I had from, from beginning, from, a, wow. from, he was not a chef at all, he never cooked in his life before. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah, that was the only one, all the rest were commies, yeah, a yeah, bit yeah, of yeah, training. Yeah. So, uh, what was the question? The, your favorite restaurants? Ah, restaurant. I got uh, La Petite Maison. There is a lot. I cannot name it. So, uh, do, do your top three. Okay. Uh, Perilla. Where is that? Stock Newington. Okay. Brilliant. Brilliant chef. Uh, where we like? We, we, we like uh, Lorne. We like... Uh, uh, I'm, I'm talking about... Uh, French food, yeah. European food, because uh, I, lo I love uh, 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 Ewong, that Chinese food, you know. But uh, 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 what else we got? Uh, the Ritz is brilliant, the Ritz. Uh, Claude, Claude Bossy at yeah. the Michelin house, on two Michelin stars. Yeah. Maybe the favorite on this type of uh, restaurant, and number one. Uh, so... There is a you got some good. You got some yeah, good names there. There, there. <laughs> there is some little place you really enjoy to yeah. go. Where we live in, uh, not far from it, there is a, a Turkish restaurant. I love the little Turkish restaurant. Four is called Four. You know, simple dish, tasting beautiful, and uh, yeah. So it's a, a lot, a lot of good restaurants. Lovely. Well, you, you had me at Le Petit Maison, so there we go. Yeah. Um, I always end my conversations with a few quick fire questions. Okay. So. What is the craziest food you've ever eaten? Ah, so we went to, uh, during the, 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 for one year we went traveling with a friend. So we went to, to uh, Mexico, we had ants. Lovely. So ants egg, ants in chocolate, oh uh, worms, you know, but uh, uh, they got those special worms in, uh, in fruit. In, okay. Yeah. Uh, nothing special, I got to say. We try it because you are there. Of you course, got, you of course. To, but nothing special. In China, of course, China is a king of... In China, we had insects. It does nothing for me. But but uh, there we had uh, hedgehog, the, the same. Oh, everything is alive. Right? So hedgehog? Yeah. Wow, okay. We had hedgehog, we had rat, we had snake. Oh, lovely. Uh, what we had? 
few little things like that, but where you don't have any feeling for a snake, you know. Yeah, yeah, of course, have, yeah. In Japan, we had some uh, whales. Whales, that's... Uh, oh, someone else told me they had whale the other day. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Well, it's Very it's, sort of... I shouldn't publicize it, but it's, <laughs> it's certainly, <laughs> certainly a, be, a fantastic piece of meat. I can imagine it's quite... Is it quite fatty? No. Really? Oh, it's pure, pure meat, oh, pure wow. meat. Okay. We had, we had whales in Norway too. Yeah. Norway, they, they, uh, they are allowed like to... Yeah, yeah. whales are oh, so wow. good, whales. You know, the little steak on the barbecue. Okay. Uh, you, you uh, can gorge on, on whales. <laughs> the, the, the meat is, uh, that color is black. Oh, really. yeah. is it? Yeah, it's very dark, the meat. Wow. When I go somewhere, I eat the local food. Absolutely. You know, I don't want... You don't want to say no to... You want to try it. Yeah. yeah. The only thing I find it terrible, but I try it. Is there rotten fish, fermented fish in those countries, in Norway and Sweden? Yeah. They got the fish. Oh, oh, oh. Very, and it very smelly. Oh, yes. Why do they eat I that? know. I've it's got tradition. a. I have a Swedish friend who was on the podcast quite a few seasons ago, and she was talking about this fermented yeah. fish. You got to be. It's very intense. Oh, it's very aquatic. Yes. Eh? Oh, la, la. Yeah. <laughs> I touch it a little bit. Oh, <laughs> you cannot. So I never, I never had the chance to try. Uh, they good puff, puffing to the bury puffing, uh, puffing. You know those beautiful little. Yeah, birds? yeah, yeah. They bury them in in the ground, and after three months, they remove them. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, no, Pierre does not want that. <laughs> Next question: What is your most memorable meal? So I had a lot because you know I had a lot, a lot of fantastic meals. I'll tell you one. In 1972, so a long time ago, when I came to work in England, uh, so I was ju we ju just opening the water siding. So, but we had uh, we had a table, 14, 14 friends. We went to eat at the Connaught Hotel. Mm. Uh, 14 people can imagine. It was huge table. It was, and uh, uh, 24 years old, young people, all the same group, so kind yeah. of. And we went to, uh, uh, I don't remember who was the name. He was a chef before Michel, uh, before Michel, uh, forgot his name. Uh, uh, he was a guy called Daniel something in the 72. And the thing is, he was not a menu. He was a la carte. Every, everybody chose roughly something different. I don't want to say everybody, but he was a la carte. Everybody chose a la carte. And he was absolutely fantastic. Was and as a chef, you say, ah, they can 14 people there, and he was absolutely brilliant. So I, I, I got that memory, but I've, of course I had some fantastic meal in uh, as a place. But this one, you that, know. That sort of stands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> my favorite snack of all time is a packet of crisps. Yeah. What, <laughs> I can't work out if you just rolled your eyes or not. What is your favorite flavor of crisps and why? <laughs> Alors, the, the, the best crisp for, for me are the Spanish one. Okay. Yeah. You, you can buy, now in London, you can buy Spanish uh, crisp. They are cooked in olive oil and flavored with uh, uh, Ramon. I know exactly. And the brand is called Torres. Torres, yeah. They're fantastic. Yeah, yeah. They the do best truffle one. flavor as well. Ah, yeah, I didn't try the truffle. Oh, you've got to try the fluff ah, truffle. Yeah. Yeah, Very it cannot intense. be. It cannot be a real truffle. Uh, well, mm. but the, the one. Is I know exactly which yes, one you're yeah. talking about. And it's quite addictive. You know, it's oh, a problem. That's a problem. Yeah. Story of yeah. my life. Yeah. Okay, I, I accept your answer. Yeah. What food sums up happiness for you? 
having all the type of food is happiness, you know, is, uh, having having a proper meal in front of you is happiness, you know. Uh, uh, which kind of food? Anything, a beautiful soup I would love, you know, with the weather like today with cold outside, you fantastic. Is a comfort food, you know. I love comfort food. A beautiful soup, a beautiful stew, uh, thing like that, you know. Absolutely. I and like that. Final question: Live to eat or eat to live? Now I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to my last few years, so is uh, live to eat. Yes. Of course. Yeah. That's yeah. what we're all about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what a, what, a, what a way to end. Pierre, it has been an absolute honour to have you on. Thank you so much for Thank joining me. Thank you. It was me. a pleasure. And I hope that one day our paths will cross yeah. in, in France um, at one of our in restaurants Condom. in Condom or Saint-Prix. <laughs> yeah. um, if you want to follow Pierre on social media, you can find him at Pierre.com. Kaufman. Until next can, time. Or you can buy the BBC uh, Maestro. And you, there we go. There's a little bit yeah. of good promo there. Yeah, buy no, the Maestro because you know what? We all want to be able yeah. to cook. And right it's here. a beautiful present for Christmas for somebody who enjoys cooking. There we go. Yeah. It's on my list. Yeah. Thank you. There we go. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. If you love what you hear, please subscribe and review. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Crazy Sexy Food and check out the Crazy Sexy Food YouTube channel. Until next time, bye.